a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! He's in! Patriots win the Super Bowl! Brady has his fifth! Hey guys, welcome back to the Locker Room Podcast. I am your host, Oliver, as always, joined by our mystery man, Sharpie. Hello. You've just named our little, we've got our mascot now for the podcast, little Ockers. Sharpie came up with the name. Um, I think last time someone said Hooters, but... Um... I mean, you could still make that into a tits joke, but... <laughs> well, obviously. Yeah, but um, I think Ockers is better. So we've got little Ockers there. We're going to get into the NBA. We'll go east and west. But I just want to touch on one thing first. The Champions League this morning, obviously Man City, Real Madrid, 1-1. I didn't watch the full game. But have you seen... First of all, De Bruyne's goal is unreal. Um, But did you see that it was out of bounds in the build-up and VAR didn't look at it? I did say that, yeah. Is is, like What do you think of that in general? Because I... I think they should just be looking at, like, if it's in the play, they rewatch the play behind the game. And if they decide, like, a minute later, they stop play and they make the change and just go for a goal yeah. kick or a throw-in. What do you think about that situation, though? Because I think that's pretty – that's a big deal in the semi final of a Champions League match. Yeah, they need to be checking VAR for everything, mm. like for every different scenario. I don't know why they don't. It, it it just it sort of just defeats the whole purpose of it. Yeah. Are you a fan of it or not? Like, I'll, I'm I'm for it. Yeah. yeah. So many goals have been. Like, I look back at the 2010 World Cup with the Lampard goal against Germany. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I I see that's where it all. Yeah. Like how they got screwed over. You can even go to Ireland versus France with Henri, oh, or Robin versus yeah. Mexico. So. Yeah, and the flop. Oh, that was so bad. But like that, that's the thing. Like. I feel like a lot of the people that you see online that hate it, like I understand where they're coming from. It takes like the celebration out of the game. You're always hesitant now when a goal gets scored, what you're thinking, oh, is it going to be offside? Is it going to be overturned? Blah, blah, blah. But I think it's better because like what you said, it you need confirmation of these things. Like yeah. Ireland didn't make the World Cup because of that. It would have been like the first time in however long if – Henry didn't bloody handball it. And then there's Robin flopping like a little fish. And was it, was it him? I can't remember. I think yeah, it was either no, him it or was, it was definitely there was Robin. a Hunter last situation as well. I, I remember the Robin one so well. I just remember him dribbling like down the line and then cutting back up. And as soon as he cut up, he just dived. And it was so depressing to watch because I really wanted Mexico to win. But they got their karma yeah. back. They lost in the final anyway. So, um, mm-hmm. but I, I agree. I think we need VAR and you just need to use it right. Like, fuck me dead. You can't miss stuff like that. Something so big. I mean, you can't be using it as much as what was uh, the goal review thing for Collingwood and Sydney on the weekend. Oh, yeah. Five uh, times it got used. I've heard that. I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. But that was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But like, it's I just don't understand. It should be a quick, like, how long would it have taken to get that photo image that we have all got? Um, I don't know if you'll be able to see it when I hold it up. But like, how long would it have taken to get that image where the ball 
has mm. the post or oh, the line out of bounds line on it, and you can just I I don't understand it. Yeah. But that's our opinions. We're not going to. Oh, I don't know why it keeps going in and out of focus, but um, we can't change anything. So we'll go back to our expect expertise because um the second although the second Champions League match is tomorrow. Who do you want winning that? Milan Derby. It's going to be fucking huge. Uh, I like Inter to win. Hey, I like AC. AC was like my my team before Liverpool, only because I liked PLO and Giliadino. Um, I yeah, I think Inter will probably win though. I don't know how AC. The, the only thing is, like, they both both teams have got big players out. Uh, Milan got Liao out, and uh, we de- and uh. In, and Inter's got uh, Skriniar out, so... You're all about uh, Chalanoglu, aren't you? That's the reason why you... <laughs> no, my best friend, Liu, he, he loves him. Well, he he's probably going to get bloody butchered on... Like, he's going to get um, targeted, won't he? Because he obviously left AC to join Inter. Yeah, but, I mean, that was a while ago, though. Mm. But, um, I mean, if they still target him, sure, why not? Yeah, but... It's, it's you got uh, your f- maybe potential future Liverpool midfielder Nico Barella playing as well. So I do like. I've only seen a cut. Like I think I've seen two games of him play. But I mean, I'd still like McAllister at Liverpool. Yeah. Um. Even Mason Mount. What whatever happens in that situation with Chelsea. But mm-hmm. I mean, one day we'll get Sam Allen back on, and we'll talk about all this stuff. But obviously, he has some stupid requirements to get back on the podcast. So, I haven't heard about that. <laughs> I'm sure you. Does he want pay? Because we make no money off. No, this. it's not pay. It's uh, um, all MLS 11 team or some shit like that. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> we'll figure out one time when to do it. Um, we'll move on to the NBA though. We'll go. We'll start with the Western Conference. Um, playoffs first, and we'll start with the game that or the series that was played today Nuggets versus Suns. Now, after the first two games, a lot of people thought the Nuggets are going to win in five, maybe six, or some probably thought a sweep. But then obviously, Phoenix go home, Monty Williams figures out that he's got a bench to play, starts playing them, and they win two games at home with Booker playing, I mean, unreal basketball. And then they go back to Denver today and they lose. So it's 3-2 to Denver right now. Where do you stand with this series? And has anything, I guess, surprised you? I mean, Jokic had, what, 53 points the other day and they lost. Um, but, yeah, does anything surprise you in this series? Uh, well, DeAndre Ayton hasn't surprised me. He's fucking still very soft. Jock Landau's come out and beasted it. I love it. That's all. He's playing his role well. And it, like a lot of the Phoenix fans are loving the way he played on Saturday. Yeah. Friday, American time. Um, but Monty Williams playing the bench players a lot more was is also good. Mm-hmm. I've, I've loved... Uh, who else played really well for them? Landry campaign. He, he, yeah, Campaign and Landry Shamit both played well. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I went into game five today thinking that Phoenix was going to win this one. Hmm. Um, but, you know, Jokic, yeah. who, who broke the record for the most triple doubles in the playoffs by a center. So yeah. that's that's yeah. cool. It's another another <laughs> bit of history for Jokic. 
but uh, yeah, I think I think just Booker just didn't shoot well today. I don't, I just don't think he was on today. But I mean, everyone has a bad game now and then. <coughs> well, the Nuggets have like the second best home record in the league for the or for the entire season. Um, that altitude has to play some sort of role, though. Like it would have to play a pretty decent role, and then obviously your role players play different compared to on the road when they do at home. But um, I like Murray didn't play that great. Porter Jr. started off well, but didn't finish very well. Like I. I I would be very surprised if the Nuggets lose this next game. And obviously there's um uh rumors Chris Paul could come back for game six. But and now I'm not in any way saying that they're better the Suns are better without Chris Paul. No no way I'm saying that, but they're playing different basketball without Chris Paul. Like with Chris Paul as their main guard as their guard. They're playing a slower brand of basketball, whereas without him, with campaign, you see them rushing up, rushing it yeah. up the floor, playing fast. It, the pace is a lot better, yeah. and and that's obviously it's not going to benefit. It's going to benefit the Suns because the Nuggets don't want to do that sort of play that style of basketball. But if they're playing rushed and they're getting making them rush into sets and everything and defensive sets, it's, I mean you just look at what they've done in the last oh, two games prior to today, it's been highly beneficial. And like you said, I've, I've found it unreal watching Landale. I saw the other day he played like 25 minutes and had better stats than Aiton. And it's like, he's obviously undersized against Jokic. And he, yes, he was a part of the game that got dropped 50 on, but like he does his role. His role's not to score. He, he, was being, he was just being a pest to Jokic. That's it. Yeah. yeah and exactly he was right. always the, the first one down the court on transition as well, getting in position. And, like, he got steals. And, like, you, and then you'd see Jokic have to sprint down the other way and he doesn't look comfortable and he doesn't look like he's enjoying it. And, I mean, why would you? But, yeah, he's making him work. Whereas Aiton, there was even today a video where he's not running down the court on the offensive end because he's just – he got bumped in a screen or something and he's just holding his chest and then Book has gone off at him during a timeout and then he left the uh eight and left the huddle in the timeout and it's like he he won't be there next year. He can't be there next year. I think I think he probably will be actually. I think no way that like Phoenix have committed Phoenix have committed a lot of money towards him. So either he needs to find himself next season or he's gonna just be lost again. If if you can find Let's do a hypothetical. If you can find a good center, not a star center, but a good center and a couple of good role players, would you do that trade for Aiton? Because obviously he's on, I think he got the max, didn't he? Yeah, he 141 million, I think it was. Yeah, you know, just shy of the max or whatever. But um, would you do that trade? Like, let's say, now I know this isn't going to happen, but let's say hypothetically a Stephen Adams or a Jonas Valanciunas and one or two role players for DeAndre Ayton, would you do that? I mean, I'd, I'd even try and get Nurkic or something, even though he can't play much defense. Yeah. But I feel like Nurkic would be a lot cheaper because mm. I think um, Paul and are probably going to blow up. Yeah. And he's a, he's um, a big body that you need. Yeah, but the he, he, thing is, though, he's pretty soft as well. Yeah, that is that. But he gets boards and stuff, so. Yeah. Um, um, I'd even go for someone like Miles Turner. I reckon he'd be pretty cheap, also. Yeah, he would be. Indiana, 
Indiana, India isn't really a big market team, but they're a good rebuilding team. Mm. And if they can get someone like Aiton and to build around Halliburton, yeah, I think no, you're in a good situation there. I think, yeah, I completely forgot about that. What about now? Well, that's who that... he was going to go to in the beginning. He was going to go to um, Indiana. They and and then Phoenix matched his contract. We're we've I've got a thing about this coming up later, but what do you think it would take for them to get Book Lopez? DeAndre Ayton. Not much. Do you, who do you reckon would have I, to put more in? Would it be the Bucks or would it be the Suns? The I reckon it could just you could probably just chuck in maybe like I don't know. Salary I don't know fillers. what TJ Warren. I don't know what TJ Warren's situation is, but it depends on what Milwaukee. What Milwaukee probably want uh, shooters and defenders. Yeah. Probably could chuck in someone like Tory Craig. Yeah, yeah. That'd be yeah. You know, he's a great defender. And he's a good wing defender, and um, with Milton potentially going mm. to the Mavs with Aiton as well. So yeah, I I think because I think that's just an interesting one because I think that I, I really yeah I think I would nearly think that the Suns would have to give up a bit more than just Aiton if they wanted someone like Brook Lopez, but he would be perfect, someone that could stretch the floor on the offense, but is a defense and block banker. shots. Yeah. So um, but. In saying that, who do you think win? Do you think this game goes seven series? And if so, who wins? I, I think it. I think the Nuggets might take the next game. I reckon. I think they do too. And do you think there'll be any rumors about any other star players other than Aiton, or do you think it'll just be around Aiton this off season for the Suns? I reckon it'll just be around Aiton. Yeah, I, I. Because I mean, you got bitched on in the finals against Giannis. Yeah. And you're getting torched yeah. by. But you you're getting outplayed by Jock Landau. I, t- who's... I tell you what though, like as good as a coach as Monty Williams is, he does some bad like like matchups. Like obviously he put um Aiton on Giannis one on one in the finals and it just didn't work. And then he was doing it with one on one with Jokic, which just doesn't work. Like, yeah, um, it, it's it's hard with Jokic because they're can, different beasts. So yeah, those two, Jokic can pass out and like make his team a lot better and he can still shoot the three ball. Whereas Giannis does his damage inside the inside 12 feet. So it's a little bit easier to double Giannis, but obviously they're both incredibly hard to play against. But um, I think Monty Williams has got, he's a bit to blame for what's happened, um, even with the bench situation. But I mean, I'm not going to say he's a bad coach, but um yeah, I just think that's very interesting. But I think that that's why Book Lopez would be a great fit for him because he, the Suns are win now. Like you got KD who's getting pretty old. You got Chris Paul who is already old, and you got Devin Booker who's obviously young. But like they, their championship window right now is two years, I think. Yeah. And mm. um, if KD, I I have a hope in my heart that KD will sign with OKC before it's all said and done. Um. I said to my brother, I'm like, how good would it be if KD lets his contract run out and then joins, o- joins OKC on like a... Does, does a LeBron situation. Just on a massive like like pay cut, just like ridiculous amount. And then Westbrook comes back and they come off the bench. Like imagine imagine that. Like I'm imagining it now. Why wouldn't he do it? He's already got shit tons of money. So he may as well do it. Yeah, I know. But you're going to be playing... Like KD wants to win rings. Yeah. That's the thing. He would win a ring though if he went and played on the bench for the Thunder in two years. 
I, it just depends I, on how well they've grown since oh, then. Oh, yes, yeah, obviously. I, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. But, yes, if if Chet it becomes what Chet we think Chet can be, SGA continues, Giddy and J-Dub continue or stay around the same level, we keep Dort. You chuck Duran in there. I, I honestly think that's a possible future contender, but obviously it's too many variables to make up. But that's just my hypothesis. I think KD, I hope KD will return to OKC, but I don't know if he's still angry at the fans or angry at whoever. Can't be angry at Sam Presti. Can't be angry at Sam Presti. Um, but yes, I think Nuggets win a next game as well. So we'll move on to the other series that's in the West and that I goddamn hate. Lakers are taking a 3-1 lead against the Warriors. Now, I really, I just, I really hate the possibilities that could come out of this. If, like, Philly and the Lakers make the finals, I will not watch. <laughs> um, but in saying that, so game, what, game five, was it? Yeah, game five. No, game four. Fuck me, I'm, I've lost it. Game four, Draymond Green. Basically sold like two or three plays in the last quarter. Curry didn't play very well towards the end. I was joking around saying that um, Draymond loves LeBron so much that he's just giving him the ball and giving him the game in the series for his legacy. But um, I think what you're, sa- what you're saying now is like what you said previously about how is this Lakers team role players better than the previous, the championship team. I think if your arguments keeps just getting stronger. Like I'm going to be stubborn and stick in my way, but like I can definitely see why someone would say that now. Like it was, I thought it was an interesting and hot take at the start when you said that, but now that the way they're playing like D'Lo, um, uh, Vanderbilt, obviously defensively and Bowie and stuff like that. And Austin and now, now Lonnie Walker last game oh, as well. Fucking- he he does he does that once every like year I reckon he just goes off for like ten fifteen in the last quarter and wins a game, yeah. And, but like, you can't forget Austin Reeves as well. Yeah, my I got two questions. I got we'll go with this first. The Warriors lose this series. Do you think it's the end of their dynasty? Do you think Draymond one of those big three leaves, and, and or do you think they'll compete next year still? I think they'll compete next year, but I think that's when they'll be doing a lot of thinking about what's going to happen mm-hmm. if they lose again. I think this, I think next, they've got one more year to try and figure out what they need to do. Yeah. Whether it's bring in another big player. Yeah. And like trade Kaminga, Moody and all that. I, I even, I, I still, I, I actually can see them trading them this off season as well. I don't know. Why Cause a lot, a lot Moody. happens after the, they get knocked out. So. I think if they developed Moody, like that's why I like I found it interesting. Like if Giddy went to the Warriors, Giddy wouldn't be half the player he is today, I don't reckon. And that's just because the base he he doesn't get even Lamelo. Yeah, like he does. He wouldn't get the minutes. He wouldn't get the ability to mess up and play shit and still get the twenty five thirty minutes the next next game. Whereas like Kaminga, I I'm not I'm I mean I'm not very high on Kaminga anyway. But like if he plays ten minutes, 
does like puts up some bad stuff, he'll get pulled and then yeah, and that's not good for his development either. He needs yeah. to be on a bigger role. Like even go to the he can go to the Bucks or something like that. would be solid, yeah. solid wing defender, stretch the floor. So I, I can I, I'd like that to happen. It's like Wiseman. Like that never yeah. worked out because he didn't get given a proper opportunity. If he got given a proper opportunity, who says he couldn't be like Looney or even mm. better? Like it and that that's always I feel like what happens when a team like it doesn't happen often, but a team that shouldn't be in the lottery, whether they've done it by trade or what the Warriors had they all had their injuries in one season. Um if they get a top pick that that top pick isn't going to be nearly as good as he was if he went to a team that actually needed him. Yeah, well, him and Moody, Kaminga and Moody were both lottery picks. So, yeah. like, no one's really seen much of Moody anyway, and that's sad. And I and I really I see. I'm actually high on Moody. I think that he'd be a really good player if he actually got the time. Like, if he if he went to a shit team and became a starter, let's say Orlando or something, just became a starter. Like, I think he would be a very good player after a year or two. But he mm. doesn't get the opportunity. Like, at this stage, I'd, I'd be playing him over Jordan Poole with just yeah. how bad Jordan Poole Jordan Poole is not – he's regressed a lot in these play, And he could come out the next game and drop 35 yeah. or something, have Probably. a good game. But, and, you know, and I'd look like an idiot, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care. So, who, who would you who would you trade in the offseason out of – like, it's changed up a bit, but Draymond or Jordan Poole? I think we discussed this maybe last week or the week before. I'd probably right? get rid of Jordan Poole more. I think you'd get more value for Jordan Poole as well. I feel like if you can just get him get him to Houston or something. Yeah. Houston are going to be so bad next year. I don't care that they got Ime Yudoka. I think... We're not up to the East yet. That, that's uh, the big fella. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, I've completely... I don't think the Houston Rockets are going to, and I kind of hope they don't because we've got their pick this year or the, this upcoming year, um, which I think is still going to be. I thought they were all unprotected. I think it is unprotected. Oh, no, it's protected top three, I'm pretty sure. Oh, or well, they'll. Pro- I reckon they'll finish out the top three. I think they will too, but I think they're going to Yudoka With Yudoka with, with coaching and that, he's he's not a bottom three team. So. I think they finish top six though. Like, I still yeah. think we get a top six pick. Like, then... Yeah, I can only see Pistons. Um, obviously, it comes down to who gets Weminyama and stuff as well. Whether the Spurs... I think I think it'll be Pistons, Spurs, and Trailblazers. Yeah, and obviously it could all change with Wemby, but we'll do predictions like that when the draft comes. And Sharpie's no longer here. That's all right. I'll call you up at whatever time it is in England or Scotland. I'll actually, if you, if you organize it on that day, I can I can try and make it. I'll be on my phone, but I can try and make it. See the dedication to the podcast. You've got to love it. Um, but but yeah, back to our point. Like I think Moody and Kaminga trade them as like one one piece. Who did they get for we uh Wiseman? Uh, they had they got Sadiq Bay, but then they traded him to no. Atlanta. But like, I can't remember who they. It, it, and they got and then they got Gary Payton from that trade as well. I mean, they could use Sadiq Bay to be honest, but. Um, so they traded him for City. Uh, they traded him for uh, Gary Payton. I think, like we, you did, they did D'Lo for Wiggins, which obviously looks unreal now. But like, I think if they traded them two for another 
not a star or an all-star, but like a good bench player, then like maybe Bobby Portis, even a six man of the year candidate. I'd just spitballing here, but I think I feel like Bobby Portis needs to stay at Milwaukee though. Yeah, I, I think he does too, but yeah. Um I I think it's the end of their dynasty. Like I think they're gonna compete next year, but I, I see there's a possibility that we see Draymond playing with LeBron next year. I really fucking hope not. But I see him either leaving or I just feel like he's going to leave. Um, if That's if Jordan Poole doesn't leave or get traded. But um, in saying that, do the Lakers win in five? Yeah, I reckon they will. I reckon the Warriors are kind of giving up, so... I think the Warriors won't lose at home, so I think or won't lose the next home game. So I think it's gonna. I think it'll be Lakers in six, as much as I hate to say it, but um, yeah, the the Warriors won't go go out without a fight. So yeah. All right, let's get on to overrated, underrated. Now the last one's got a bit of a twist to it, but we'll get to it. So overrated, We're underrated. Going to do East after. Yeah, we'll do East after. Um, Sweet. I should have probably mentioned that first, but um, overrated, underrated. We talked about him just before, Brooke Lopez. Underrated. Uh, I think uh, okay. just because of the just because of this season. Mm. I mean, he, he's shot blocking a bit. He he went under the radar massively, I reckon. Yeah. For the, for all the centers. Mm. I I think. I mean, everyone more yeah. everyone was focusing on like Jaron Jackson, um, you know, Jokic and all that stuff. So I think very underrated. I think. The way that he changed his game, obviously he was when he was at Brooklyn and stuff like that, he was mainly just seen as a post scoring big, good offensive like good around the post, okay defensively, but now he's an elite defender and he's a great three point shooter and he still can finish in the post. I honestly think that now this might be a hot take, but I think he is I can't remember who I said it about the other week, but I think he's the perfect third piece for a championship team. Like let's say you got the Suns, you got Paul uh sorry, Booker, Durant, and then Book Lopez being your third piece. Or let's um I'm trying to think of another team. Um imagine him on the Celtics. Jason Tatum, yeah. Jalen Brown. I mean, I mean, you've already got a player like that anyway in Al Horford, yeah. but, but yeah. I, I reckon I reckon Brooke Lopez will probably do more to Embiid. Yeah. Even though they're not oh, even yeah. having that having having those two together anyway. But yeah. Um, I just yeah, I think it'd be a perfect third option. I think that he's been underrated for the last two, three years now, ever since he's become so good at one stretching the floor, but obviously playing defense as well. Um and everyone talked about the big three in Milwaukee when they won the championship, and it was Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. But like, they did have Brook Lopez still. And, yeah, and they had Bobby. That's where their role players stepped up. So yeah, Grace now that team that team was exciting with, to with watch with Bobby with Bobby and Pat. That that was a good team to watch the way they attacked the offensive glass and and Jeff Teague as well. I'm interested to see what you think about this next one, Paul George. I don't know. I, he's not overrated. I know that, yeah. but I can't say he's underrated though because he's he's a good player. He's just always injured. Yeah, like it's just unfortunate with the injury. I mean, who knows? 
Like, because I don't know, like, what would have happened if he wasn't injured with the Clippers and everything. Yeah, I think they would have won a chip by now, to be honest. Uh, I, that, if, you would have, you would have thought they would have won a chip by now. Both healthy, I think they've won. They've got a chip right now. I mean, the amount of shit they gave up for him. Mm. Oh yeah. We've, Who we've knows what SGA and Kawhi could have, what they could have been like together. Jesus, that would have been bad. That would have been filthy. Um, but then they wouldn't have Dagnall coaching SGA and SGA wouldn't be the player he is today. <laughs> um, but no, I think just the sole purpose, because I feel like obviously he got slandered when they went in the bubble and he shot the three off the side of the backboard and then playoff P became a thing. Um, became a bit of a meme. I'm I'm going to go with underrated just because I feel like he's he's been a bit... Um, he hasn't been targeted as much lately, but like for that a year and a half there, he was copying a lot of flack um, after the bubble and everything. And like that bubble team still made it to what, the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, they... they no, it was Lakers uh, and Nuggets. Oh yeah, sorry. They made it... They choked a 3-1 lead in the semis. That's right. Yeah. And then the year after that, without Kawhi Leonard, they went to the Western Conference Finals and lost to Phoenix. Is this last year? Oh, mate, no, it was two years ago. Because the COVID season two years was three ago. seasons ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they would have lost to the Suns. Um... Okay, so yeah, we're both going. I'm going underrated. You're going slightly undecided. Um, last one. Now, th- now I was going to do this as just overrated, underrated, but I thought I'd combine it to say who, who I guess is more overrated, but who should be less deserving of the contract that they got because they both got huge contracts. DeAndre Ayton or Michael Porter Jr. Eight and overrated. Yeah. I reckon eight and overrated in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Like from what we've seen. Yeah. So, but Michael Porter Jr., Porter Jr., I don't know. I'm not, the jury's still out on Michael yeah. Porter Jr. I, I don't know. Some, I'm a bit back and forth with him. I don't know if he's overrated or he's underrated. But he's got a smooth. Yeah, he's not the same player that I wanted to see. And he's not the same player everyone wanted to see yeah. coming out of high school into college because obviously his injury. So yeah, back injury isn't yeah easy to recover, especially for a tall person as well. Yeah, I mean, look at Ben Simmons; that's taken four years off his career. Yeah, and, and like like Ben Simmons, it can really derail your career. Mm. Um, but like he's still shooting something like forty percent from the three, which is I found when I heard that I couldn't believe it. But like he's just—he's turning—he's like, turning into a solid role player. Yeah, but that's the thing. He's a solid role player on a max contract. Yeah, like well, I, I mean, he's a solid role a player with a lot of up. He's got a lot yeah. of upsides though. I mean, you see, like see that poster on KD the other day. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, that was beautiful. So, so you're saying if you were to take one of their contracts, you'd take Porter Junior over Aiton? Yeah, I think both of them have got a little bit of a. Um, competitive issue as well because like i feel like there's time obviously that we've seen eight and um like just fall asleep basically and not not give a shit during a play but i also think there's been times where porter jr does similar where he doesn't look like he's trying on defense and stuff 
obviously coaches can fix that over the long term or something but I think it, I think it's just interesting. I yeah, I agree though. I'd take Porter Jr. Um, obviously, it probably depends what team you've got as well. But I would take Porter Jr. Um, I mean, you can say Aiton's got a lot of upside as well. But I mean, it, 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 it's not like it's not looking like yeah. it's it's coming out. So. He's not great defensively. He's okay defensively. He's not great. He can only finish around the ring. He's got a an okay mid jump range, uh, mid range at best. And can't obviously shoot the three, but yeah, whether it, maybe it can come Brook Lopez. <laughs> um, centers have a centers can take a lot longer like, to mold, yeah. but yeah. you can mold those. You can mold centers a lot easier now than you can like a point guard because they point guards. I feel like they only have like a five year, uh, yeah, lifespan in the NBA if, and to decide whether they can make it or not. Yeah. The thing is, though, does DeAndre Ayton want to be molded? Like, he's got to want to work on all these different things and put in the effort to do all this other stuff. But whether he actually does it or not is a, another question. And I feel like he just needs to get his confidence up. That's yeah. about it. And if, if he can just finish above the rim and just shoot, I mean, look at Mitchell Robertson. He can't shoot fucking three free throws for shit. And he's. Yeah. And he and he, maybe if he can turn into something like that, but with a jump shot, I mean, I think, I think that's that's a perfect player right there. What do you reckon would be best for him for his next move? Do you reckon it would be go to a team that's not necessarily a top four, top three team contending, but like a good playoff team, or do you think it would be better for him to go to say a lower team outside the playoffs and get thirty Rebuild 35 himself. minutes? Yeah, and just basically be not the main piece but one of the main pieces I'm blurry um i feel like he should stay in phoenix just in a winning environment and yeah. just to i mean he's when you're in a winning environment you're going to get better mentors around you and he's been in both hasn't he i can't remember exactly when he got drafted but they would have been they would have had at least two or three losing years before um I think they might have just had one because I feel like the next year that's when they got Chris Paul. Uh, I think they he was drafted in twenty eighteen. Chris Paul. They he was got drafted Chris, in twenty eighteen. He was and in Luka Chris Paul draft. played in the bubble for OKC, so it would have been yeah, it would have been after the second season, technically the second season, but the second season was COVID, so um, make of that what you will. But yeah, they oh yeah, they went eight no in the bubble, but they didn't make the playoffs. That yeah, I remember that now. Um, well, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back with the Eastern Conference teams and here's Sharpie's thoughts on the Knicks. And we're back. We're going to finish on the Knicks heat series. So we'll go to the first, the one that happened today between the Celtics and the Sixers. And I am utterly disappointed. I am so annoyed at the Celtics. And because I, the last thing I want to see is Sixers versus heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. And if the Nuggets don't make it out of their... I know that they've got the lead now, but if they don't make it out of that series, I, I obviously won't stop watching basketball or won't stop watching the playoffs. But, like, I have no team to root for then if that happens. Like, fuck me, Deb Boston. What are you doing? Like, Jason Tatum. I feel like it comes back... I was speaking to a mate at work about this today. It's like... When Jason Tatum's on, he's on. 
And when he's off, he's he plays fucking horrible. Whereas Jalen Brown usually is reasonably consistent the whole time. He won't have a nine-point game or a seven-point game or whatever Tatum had the other day. But obviously, he doesn't take as many shots when he should. But I I just don't know what to say about this series. I'll, I'll let you go on about it because I, I'm, yeah, I'm annoyed to say the least. What are, what are your thoughts on this series in general? Obviously, Philly taking a 3-2 lead today. Um, Well, he didn't play as many minutes as I thought, but Grant Williams, just what the fuck is he and what Batman. the fuck is his role? Oh, I mean, they need to stop chucking Smart and Derek or like like Grant Williams on Embiid because it's mm. not doing anything. Yeah, all you're doing is making him get more free throws, which we and like fa- all they're doing hate. is failing him a lot more. Yeah, I know he's the MVP and shit, but I mean, I, I feel like if you chuck Horford on him, you're gonna have a lot of, a, a better matchup and stuff. Well, he got five because... blocks the other day, Horford. Who's that? Yeah, oh, exactly. Was, but I mean, they would have been on. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't. Uh, hang on, I couldn't see. He, he got two. Blocks. He got two on Embiid in the fourth quarter in like clutch time. But I don't think the others were on Embiid. But like, I yeah. think that in that proves your point that why aren't you playing Horford more on Embiid because he like is it and is it nearly time to give up on Robert Williams? I, I mean. It, I like I like Robert Williams, but he's always injured. And I feel like they should be playing him a lot more, though. Yeah, they can go tall against. Yeah, um, Philly. I reckon they would succeed going tall. Yeah, put Mike Muscala in there because you put someone, you put Horford on PJ Tucker or something, and that's barbecue chicken. I get. What also, PJ... can we just like stop leaving him open in the corner? Like I get game, what PJ Tucker game three on Saturday. God, like they just kept leaving PJ Tucker open for three. I get what his role is, but I just can't stand him. I just can't stand him. He does his role, and he, I know he does it well. But like, me dead. The amount of graphics that you see where he's like plays twenty five minutes, doesn't attempt a field goal, and grabs one rebound. It's like fucking. What it's like Tony Snell. It's Maxi just... showed out today though. He you did. Maxi and I said to my mate at work that this same guy, he's a Philly fan. I said, if Tobias Harris plays half decent, then use win nearly use win most games where he plays half decent. Like he just needs to play what he's capable of, not to the star level that he was playing at when he was at the Clippers. If he can just play to his good role playing ability then they win. I, they would nearly be favourites in a series like this. Obviously, they're favourites now. But like today, he had 16 and 11. That's a pretty deep, pretty good game for him on 70% shooting in only 30 minutes. Yeah. Mm. Like if their role players do it more often, like they can make up for hard not playing so well with only 17 points. Um, obviously, Maxi had 30 though. But... I'm just I'm more frustrated the six uh the Celtics more than anything like Horford didn't score obviously Tatum showed up in the second half but like I don't I don't see them winning in Philly I don't see them winning the next two games and that's gonna piss me off even more the only positive I can think about is 
how good would a Joe Allen B versus Nikola Jokic final series be? It'd, that'd be box office right there. That's, that would be the that's best. That's just cinema right there. Yeah, that'd be the best. Some people would probably say, oh, I'd rather see Embiid versus AD, a defensive. And it's like, well, no, I'd, I'd much rather see Jokic versus Embiid. It's two centers in their prime, both MVPs. That's how you settle yeah. the debate right there, I reckon. Yeah. The Jokic and Embiid debate. And, they, and they've both got similar teams around them. They've got one player that um, obviously Harden's probably known for being a lot better than Murray, but Murray's coming up as well. So you've got two players like that that are your good options. And then you've got third and fourth options where, um, say... Maxi and then Porter Jr. Yeah, Maxi and Porter Jr. that can light it up or they can go missing. And then you've got Tobias Harris and Aaron Gordon. It's like their teams are so similar. And then it off would, the bench, you got Bruce Brown and the Yang. So. Yeah, it'd be such a good matchup. And I'd be rooting so hard for the Nuggets. But that's, that's the only thing I can positive I can get out of this because I'm just so disappointed in the Celtics. I know I cut you off before. Um, what you what were you saying? I can't remember to get you back on track with what you were saying if you want to continue. Um, I can't even remember, eh? I, I can't that's actually awesome. Who the fuck was it? It did. Um, what's his name even play? The one Paul Maxie. Reed. He only got six minutes. Oh, Paul Reed, yeah. But yeah, well, like, he 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 was gonna play a lot more minutes if Betty and B came back. So, but like yeah, Marcus Smart, like, do, do if the Celtics lose this series, who's who's moving on? Do you think Jalen Brown possibly going to the Rockets? Do you do you see something like that happening? Do you see Marcus Smart being moved? Um, because I think they should keep Derek White. Al Horford, I think they just keep because he's like, why would you send him anywhere? Um, yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't reckon they'll, they'll get rid of Mark. I reckon they'll be pretty stupid getting rid of Marcus Smart. Jalen Brown, I could possibly see leaving. Yeah. Um. Yeah, to Houston or even the Knicks. I know the Knicks are high on him. I mean, why wouldn't so they be? The Knicks fans are high on him. Sorry, not the yeah. So Nick's um, a high on Giannis too. Yeah, well, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. No. Um, we'll finish up on this because these series I just don't want to talk about it. It's unless you've got anything else on it. It's it's just been a frustrating series. I I, I, I just think don't count them out. I don't think yeah. count Celtics out yet. Oh, if anyone can do it, it's the Celtics because Joel Embiid's usually cursed against the Celtics. Did you watch game three on Saturday, the one where I think Philly won that game as well? I watched the one where they doubled Embiid with 20 seconds left when they were up two and gave a wide open three to James Harden. Oh, that, that, oh the yeah, the game um, like, on Monday. It's like, what the, why the fuck would you double Embiid? The worst thing that happens, oh, no, Embiid gets a, gets a layup and it's a tie game and you have last possession. Why double Embiid and give a wide open three to a player that can shoot the three very well? It's like, I, I just don't understand that what they were thinking. Um, mm. But yes, who, what what do you what result do you have here? Do you have Philly winning the next game at home, or do you think it's going seven? Um, I reckon if it was Boston playing at home next, I reckon I would go Boston in seven. But I I I, I think Philly. Are gonna win, but I, I like I said, don't I wouldn't count them out, but yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can sort of count them out. 
I, I'm gonna just hope the Embiid curse against the Celtics comes back, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna back the Celtics in to win this series, just because that's what my heart wants. My head obviously saying Philly, but um, we'll move on to the last series, a series I dare say you probably don't want to talk about. Um, the Knicks. I've just versus, accepted it now. The Knicks versus the Heat. Just give us your thoughts on it. Um, yeah, you've had a bit of time now to accept what's happened. Randall coming out post game with some interesting um, comments, to say say the least. Um, what are your thoughts on the whole situation? I just think it. We're just getting out coached, and that's about it. Out coached. I think the ISO play. I think the, yeah. Well, I think the ISO play, and the bench, the bench isn't stepping up. And I think rent. You can sort of back Randall's statement. They do just want it more. Yeah. Um. I feel like as a team leader, it's probably not the best thing to be saying. I but say, that's probably something you don't um, hear your star player saying. Yeah, I mean that that doesn't do numbers on the role players and stuff. Mm. But I mean, you've got Spolster's got Obi Toppin shooting open threes. Yeah, like and because he knows that he's going to miss him every time. Yeah, just leaving him on an island and giving him the Ben Simmons treatment. Whether if if it goes in, it goes in. So, and coach um, is unbelievable. So when you say he's out coaching Tibbs, obviously Tibbs has got a good history, but I think <laughs> I think you've had a turbulent time with Tibbs, so we know how where you stand with him. But like I, still, I, I just don't, I just don't think they're yeah. going anywhere further with. It. I just don't think his brand of basketball is good enough for the modern game. You could say ten years ago, it would have it would have worked and everything, but we just don't have the players to do it now like they don't like they don't have enough shoot like we we have a, such a slasher centric team it's like where a shooting it, coach <laughs> yeah it's not shooting and, and necessarily it, a shooting coach but yeah yeah it, it's iso ball that's it but when you've got players that like rj barrett who's not a lot he's not a like um a three-point shooter but um he can shoot it just not at a high rate all the time but you know, I think, and then you got Randall, who's just the last two playoff series, and I think JJ Reddick touched on it today, um, where you look at this series, he hasn't done well. The Atlanta series, he didn't do well. Even in the Cavs series, hmm. I, Randall didn't play well. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it worked. I think it's time to but, move on from Randall. Um, yeah, and like I see, I still think that if you change the team around and kept, I like. If you could get Nick Nurse, I I would obviously go for Nick Nurse or for um, Budenholzer. I I would, but let's say you can't get them two, and I know there's other coaches on the market. If you can't get them two or Kenny Atkinson, um, obviously who's still only vice coach, uh, assistant coaching, um, I would keep Tibbs because if like let's say you've moved on for Randall and you got some pieces in, if you built a defensive team like you had, what was it? two or three years ago when it was a similar team, but you were just a lot better defensively and were basically locked in defensively. I th- I th- and yeah. I think the, I think that's when they wanted him more. They, hmm. you, and you could see with the rookie, with the rookies like quickly and top and yeah. And like, that's when they showed out a lot. Yeah. So I, I would like, I think they just don't have that mentality anymore. That's the yeah. thing. But if hypothetically, very massive hypothetically, if you've got Giannis, I'd be keeping Tibbs all day. 
I would keep. I'll keep Tibbs. You get one. You've already got Mitchell Robertson hypothetically next to him. And you got Josh Hart and you got Miles McBride and Quinton Grimes that can defend. And then Jalen Bunsen, who's not a great defender, but like you can afford to have him not being able to defend because obviously what he can do on the offense. But while touching on that, as a Knicks supporter, what do you think you would have to give up for Giannis? Obviously, Windhorse said that there there's a slight uh Knicks had a slight eye on um Giannis this offseason or going to. Um what do you think you would have yeah, to give it up? It was like ninety seven percent focused on Miami, three percent focused yeah. on like that's just fucking ridiculous. Why would you have <laughs> why would you not be focusing? It looks like yeah. they've got no percent no percent uh, on yeah, Miami and then a hundred and then a hundred percent on fucking Cancun. So Where, what what do you think though? What trade package do you think we'd have to give up? Uh, it depends on who they want to build around, but I think you'd be better off building with RJ Barrett there and Giannis. So I think you'd have to get rid of uh, Randall. You're still backing in Giannis. And, and uh, sorry, not Giannis. You're still backing in Barrett. Yeah. Like, well, like I said, I think Barrett's got a lot more upside to him. Uh, yeah. I still he, think he, he's improved a lot in the postseason. Off, yeah, postseason. Thank God. In the Still getting that wrong three years later. <laughs> um, um, no, but I think I honestly think if you had any chance of getting Giannis, you would have to give up RJ Barrett. I think that would be the one that's like whether the Bucks want Randall, they probably would take him for salary cap or whatever the fuck they've got to do. But I think you would have personally the, the trade package. I think you would have to give up is. Randall Barrett, um, either Obi or quickly, and then maybe a pick, maybe a second round pick. I reckon you could give up Randall, Obi, Grimes, and picks. It depends how many picks you're talking. We've got six but... over the next three years, so we can afford to give him five. Yeah, yeah. I. But then, how much is paying Barrett? Did you give him a big contract yet? He's on, he's on pretty much the same as Brunson. Okay, I think Randall's on about one fifty. Yeah, you need to get him. He's max. He's on a max. Um, yeah, and I think he has a an. I think with incentives and that he can he, it can rise to like something like two hundred and four million. Yeah. Um, we'll go closing statement though for the Knicks Knicks Heat series. It's been a pretty long podcast so far. Oh. I've got to give Jimmy Butler his flowers as well on this oh, one. Oh, yeah. Um, he's fucking... He, he's shown that, that that's what a leader looks like in the NBA. And it's he's done it without um, Tyler Hero, which is disappointing from a, obviously from a Knicks point of view. But, like, I think... And, obviously, we've we've both had our dislikings with Jimmy Butler. But I think he's, he's just kept becoming more likable the way he's played. Like, He's not talking. He's not necessarily doing it through his talking or anything, but the way he plays on the court, he's just becoming more likable because he's just carrying his team so much. He, he leaves it all out yeah. there. Yeah, and you can't dislike him. But it's it, it's like those points where he was at Minnesota and he was at Philly. Yeah, yeah, you didn't see this sort of thing, whereas now you can see, you can appreciate what well, he's doing. You saw it You saw it at... Um, I reckon you saw it at Minnesota and... At, yeah, a little and, bit. And but... Philly. Like, he, he was on Embiid a lot at Philly. And, like, yeah. there was heaps of clips of, like, especially when he was mic'd up and that of him telling Embiid to shoot it more and all that stuff. 
but and like he when couldn't he was... do it himself. Yeah, and well, I mean, he had such a great team around him. He didn't really need to be doing it himself. Mm. They just, they would just like yeah, Simmons who was soft, and then mm. Embiid at the time. Well, he's still soft now, but I mean, <laughs> flopping around, flailing. Yeah, but like at Chicago, like he played well. Oh, I also. love him at Chicago. Mm. Um. Well, we'll finish the thing up. is, like, when the Knicks, yeah. the Knicks could have got him in in the instead of Durant and and Kyrie in, in that year, and they could have built around with RJ and and Jimmy, and who knows what that would have turned into. I think that would have been something pretty nice. Imagine, imagine Jimmy going at Randall though. Oh, imagine, Randall, he would he would have already left. Yeah, he would have asked for a trade fucking a week after. Um, if Randall's going to be a team leader, he needs to stop. Yeah, throwing his hands up and going off. And all that yeah. stuff. He needs to show, he needs to set an example for the other players. Like the organizations put their trust in you. The, the teammates have put their trust in you. You need to be, you need to act like a leader because you're just acting like a bitch. So what do you think the Knicks lose tomorrow? Yeah. I reckon they've already given up. I I agree. And I, and I, I accepted it after, after game three. I, I think they lose tomorrow, but. I'm going to go out on a limb and say if they win tomorrow. Wait, is tomorrow in New York? Yeah. It... Okay. I was going to say it goes seven games, but if game six is back in Miami, they're not going to win. So, um, yeah, I think they win tomorrow then, and then they lose game six, um, which obviously is going to be disappointing. Um, if they lose tomorrow at home as well, they're going to cop yeah, shit. Yeah, they'll get Randall Look, will, they are gonna get they are gonna get fucking slaughtered. Randall won't talk to the media, but I, I wouldn't be surprised though if like Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart can somehow rein in the Knicks fans a little bit. Because I feel like they're just so rightfully so as well, adored by the Knicks fans. Yeah, and they're very they're very likable. Like you can't hate Josh Hart. Like I don't think you can. And obviously Mavs fans probably dislike Brunson, but like it's very hard to dislike Jalen Brunson. Um, a lot of Knicks fans don't like uh, Hart and Barrett being on the court at the same time. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see why that. They like that. Grimes more because he can shoot, but he, I mean, you look at Grimes quickly, uh, Obi as well. Like mm. they've just not played well at all. Like we, I was thinking in this series, you know, the way we're going to win it is bench points, and yeah. It's just not happened. Um, just quickly. So we've finished up on that. Just before we go, all defensive team got released, first team and second team. Any surprises? I mean, Dylan Brooks is in the second team. You're probably... Oh, Giannis. Yes, no Giannis. All the players in the first team are currently not playing anymore <laughs> this season. I think all those players in the first team does... Uh, Caruso. He... Uh, I mean... I'm glad Derek White got in there. I'm very surprised Nicholas Claxton didn't get in there. Yeah. I, I felt like he was in the depot race for a good portion of the year. Um, but I saw a tweet today saying, how is Anthony Davis not in there? And I'm just like, come, come on now. Like, yes, when he's healthy, he's one of the best defensive players in the league, but like, he's just not healthy enough of the season. Um, do you have any surprises on that? I just think the no Giannis thing, really. Yeah. And what about Rookie of the Year? The Rookie... Uh, sorry, not Rookie of the Year. All-Rookie team. Um, Did that get announced? Yeah. J-Dub made All-Rookie first team. I didn't even see it. 
Yeah, so first teams, Paolo, Kessler, uh, Jay Dub, Keegan Murray, and Benedict Matarin. And the second team is... That's good. I like that. I like yeah. that team. Matarin played it awesome this year. Um, second team is Duran, Tari Eason, Jaden Ivey, Jabari Smith Jr., and Jeremy Sohan. I'm very surprised they got Rockets end up getting two plays in that second team. I mean, Jabari. Well, I mean, Smith, when you're getting more, when you're getting more minutes than most rookies, I was about to say like Jabari you're... Smith Jr. He did come on a little bit towards the end of the season, but at the start, he fucking stunk it up. He was horrible. Um, I like I like Tyree Eason in there. No, I he he. I've been high on him when I was, since the, I when I when I was watching him in LSU. I've been high on him, so yeah. I'm hope, I'm hoping he has another great year next year. How about that though? So you look you look at it from like a, just from a broad spectrum of things. You got. Okay, Paolo first pick, you expected that. Then you got um, Tesla and J-Dub, two players that what f- went outside the top 10. I think Kessler did. I know J-Dub yeah, did. Kessler, but... Yeah, Kessler did because he, he got traded to and, and, Utah. And Matarin that went, what, sixth or something? Or fifth or sixth? The Pacers? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. And then you got the, then you've got the second pick in Jabari Smith Jr. in the um, second team, and you got Jay Nivey in the second team. Two very high picks. One? No, he went two. No, because Chet went number two. Oh, sorry, three. He went three. Who went number one? Oh, Paolo. Yeah, Paolo. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Did you see the thing with him at the F1 where he spoke yeah. to that dude again? <laughs> and he recognized him. <laughs> um, That was pretty funny. Jalen Duran went top ten. Sohan went top 10. Nick, I just, Nick's legend. I just find it interesting. I just find it kind of funny that um, OKC and obviously Walker Kessler outside of the top 10 finished in the first team. That was my hot take at the start of the year. So if I can find that clip, I'm going to cut it up and put it into it. I think I said something like J-Dub's not even going to be making more rookie mm-hmm. first thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm going to clip that up and put it into a TikTok. So um this went really quick, surprisingly. We're at like 50 minutes or something. Or No, mm. we're at an hour. I mean, we didn't even talk about AFL, but I mean, nothing really happened. Yeah. Except the uh, Van Royen situation, but... Dog shit. I don't know how he got to. I'm, I'm glad that. he got... I'm not... Like, it's not good that he got suspended, but I'm, I'm, I feel like if the AFL are going to be protecting people's... Uh, with their head knocks and everything. Oh, I feel yeah. like... That, I, I, I feel like that. that's that sets an example that they are. I can see it from that point of view, but... If they're not consistent with two weeks now. is a bit stiff, I reckon. I feel like one week or maybe yeah. even a fine could have could have sufficed. But you want them to be consistent with it now, though. You don't want yeah. them to go and a star player goes and does that. And like, if that's two weeks, how the hell did Patrick Cripps get off his hit last year against Brisbane, where he can literally concuss someone, and it went from two weeks to being cleared to play, and then he wins a Brownlow, like. Mm. And he doesn't win the brown line if that doesn't happen. So it's like, yeah, I just think that's, yeah, obviously superstar treatment. But anyway, thanks for joining us, Sharpie. Yeah, too easy. And we'll see you next, same time next week. Thank you for listening on Spotify, YouTube. They're the only two that we're on for now. So, um, And we'll eventually set up our sign and our locker room podcast set up eventually, maybe, eventually. I Hopefully just- before I get back. I reckon he's have heaps of time before yeah. I get back to do it. Yeah, just a couple of months. All right, All right, we'll see you next week. Bye.